This episode sponsored by HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 to get 16 free meals. Oh, I shouldn't sound surprised. To get 16 free meals and three free gifts. What's going on, Glenda? How are you, buddy? You are first on the YouTube, and you got Philip Wright right behind you. Uh, of course, Brian Bernard. Brian Bernard, I don't think you've missed any of these. Jamie Lynn. Uh, wow, now people are pouring into the room. Rachel up there in Minnesota. Andy Vollin. I don't even know if I'm uh, clicking on you guys fast. I'm trying to get the regulars on the on the big screen. I got to take care of the regulars. Aaron's a regular. Jamie Marie, there she is. She's a regular. This guy uh, off the YouTube, not so much. This guy off the YouTube, not so much. Casey and NorCal, he's a regular. It is just a glorious, glorious day here at the ocean. I think it's, uh, I don't even know how cold it is, but we got doggy on the deck. We got the kids sledding behind me. It's, it's beautiful. We got, got a truck flying by on the beach right now. I'm able to be outside in a, uh, in a hoodie. First week of January. Life's good. Where's my beer? Obviously, Diamond Dallas Page is having a problem with the link because um, he should have clicked by now. Oh, wait, this might be him here. Hold on. I was there the whole time. I didn't, uh, I was, I'm thinking I must have screwed up. So I, I went out and came back in and no, I heard you going, there he is. Yeah, no, you, you didn't screw up. I'm, I'm at the ocean and it's, it's glorious out here, man. My kids were just, uh, uh, <clears throat> sweating and it's really, really warm. I'm just in a hoodie and a little, you know, a little hatch cause I don't want to get a cold or anything. But the problem so, is there's, there's so much glare. I didn't see that you were in the uh, room waiting it. for me. So here you <laughs> are, man. Diamond Dallas Page, I'm so happy to see you, brother. Good to see you, buddy. Now, let me ask you. I yeah. grew up on the Jersey Shore. What yeah. do you mean there's sleigh, sleigh riding on the flat <laughs> sand? What the hell are you talking about? So I got to do here. Look, here's my view. Great and, view. And there's a dune right there, right? So the dune, oh, really? you know. The dune drops down, and then you're on the beach towards the ocean. But on this side, it really drops down toward the house. I'm about – I'm like 40 feet off the ground. That's how much it drops down because you got to put all the houses on pylons. Right, right. So, uh, like, once or twice a winter, the kids could sled on this hill. Can you imagine they're sledding at the the beach on the sand? Wow. Wow, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. So, wait, let me me ask you, what part of – the East Coast. Are you in New York or Jersey? Where? Because I don't know Jersey has any mounds like that. I'm way out. Here's my deal. I'm way out on Long Island. I've uh, I've had a, oh. a beach house. I've had a beach house now for about seven years, and this is my third house. And my goal is to have the last house on Long Island, so no one bothers me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I literally just bought a piece of land. In Panama City Beach on the ocean or the Gulf. Oh, beautiful. Um, yeah, and I'm going to build the, uh, um, uh, I call it Pages Retreat. Right. And we're going to do, we're going to do retreats there. I'm building a four story place. And nice. the top, top floor is going to be mine. 
we're 15 feet above sea level there. So I'll go up another 15 feet to make sure I'm 30 feet up because yeah, you're still smart. right on the ocean, you know. And, and the way those hurricanes come through, they well, come through. I'm I'm at the point. I don't want to jinx it, but we've had uh, we've had houses for like seven years and we've had no major damage. But uh, the old timers out here, they laugh at me. They're like, I'm on my third house. But he's had, <laughs> he's had houses. The guy's 80 something. And I, I'm telling you, he would give you a run for your money, man. This guy still uh, works out and, and shovels and does everything uh, mm. that any other person half his age would do. And he told me, I've been here since the 70s. I'm on my third house. He's like, eventually you will get spanked. And I'm like, all right, but, <laughs> but we already have seven years of just unbelievable memories being out here. Yeah, it's there's nothing better to me than being on the ocean because of the air. Right. And, you know, the, the air is the cleanest it's going to be. But also the hearing of the waves. Yes. You know, that, yeah. that to me is killer. Uh, there's any surfers in your area? Or is uh, that down to a different point? No, all the t well, it all depends how how the waves hit, you know. But there's there have been many many days of surface right outside my house. And what's even oh, wow. cooler? And what's even cooler though, Diamond Dallas Page? I only discovered this about I don't know, maybe last summer. The whales have come back. I see whales really? outside all the time now, all the wow. time. Yeah, wow, it's very very cool. By the way, I got to show you something. You're gonna love this. <laughs> and you got your DDP yoga mat out there. <laughs> Just in case people uh, think I'm bullshitting, I, I actually uh, did some DDP uh, this morning. I'm, I'm slowly getting back into it. I I I was slacking over the holidays, but it. I, but DDP is is my go to to this day, brother. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. You know, just to just to try to hold back the hands of time, baby. Without when I developed this workout because I blew my back out. You know, I I didn't start wrestling. When I was thirty five. My career took off when I was forty, which was we in ninety six. Yeah, you know, in ninety seven and ninety eight, I was on top of the world. Then I blew my back out, and that's why it was necessity. You know, yeah. and I knew when I got back in the ring because I knew I was going to create more damage. I knew I would end up doing the rest of my life. And I wake up and it's the first thing I do. And before I go to bed, you know, so I sleep when I don't do it before I go to bed, I wake up on oh, my shoulder, on oh, my back. Right. You know? So, you no, know, you I, did, I, we did, we did that first workout a few years ago now at your brother-in-law's house. And, uh, right. you looked at me like, are you really going to give this a shot? I'm like, hell yeah. And you've given me, <laughs> A piece of my life back, man, because I've had two herniated discs for a very, very long time. And does does my back still pull out? Absolutely. But instead of being sure. down and out for a month, I'm down and out for a day or two because I, I got core strength in my lower back, thanks to you. Right. And that's that's the key. You know, it's 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 it's, it's as we get older and I'm sick, I'm going to be 66 in another couple of months. Wow. To me, it's all about how you hold back. The hands of time. It's right. the reason why I eat the way I eat. You know, I'm still having a cocktail, but it's going to be the best tequila and fresh squeezed grapefruit juice, or it's going to be, um, you know, wine, preferably red. Yeah. Good shit. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, not the bad shit. Right. Uh, I'll pay for it. I don't want that hangover. No. Uh, and that, and then I'm talking about like a Bella Gloss, which you can pick up at uh, at Costco's for forty four bucks. But yeah. that's like in a restaurant, that's a $160 bottle of wine. Oh, you know? my God. 
you know, but uh, I ain't drinking in a restaurant. I'll bring my own. <laughs> you know, I went on a I went on a Cabernet kick that was just one for the ages. I was I was buying hundred dollar bottles of uh, Cabernet from from the the wine store. So you can only imagine right. what that bottle would be in a restaurant. Sure. And then sure. one day I woke up and I'm like, man, I don't like these wine hangovers. So I I I quit wine cold turkey, and I'm not. Honestly, I'm not even really that uh, much of a drinker. I'll have a beer here and there, but I'll do, you know, I'll do a little, uh, a little of, the, of that action there, sir. Right, right. Well, uh, that's actually little, uh, even legal now. You were doing that when it wasn't legal. And, and, you know, <laughs> it, every once in a while, you throw an edible in, and you see what happens. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that stuff never worked for me, man. My brain doesn't know how to handle that. It oh, can really? handle booze. Yeah, it takes it takes me to a different spot. So right here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that don't work for me. Jake and I started our own podcast uh, with Conrad Thompson. It's called DDP's Snake Pit. Right. And we we broke it out on Tuesday and we were the number one wrestling. I was just hoping to be in the top 10, but we were the number one wrestling podcast for a couple of days. You know what? So you're starting a podcast. So I'm going to I'm going to start a wrestling career. You should. You should. You're <laughs> perfect age. <laughs> everyone, everyone is now podcasting, and you know they think this is easy. So what the hell? I'll just start wrestling now. No, yeah, congratulations yeah. to you and Jake. This is the question I got for you. First episode. What was the best uh, two minutes you guys did? It was all about. Well, it was the beginning of how I like people's knows. Like you know what I did for Jake with right. resurrection. Resurrection, yeah. Jake the Snake. If anybody's ever seen it, Amazon Prime. It's one of the best documentaries out there. Really is one of the best documentaries I've ever seen. But it also shows that you are nuts. <laughs> what you dealt with to get him uh, to a good place. You're you're a good dude, bro. I I would have. I don't. I don't have patience like that. Like you have. Well, you know, it came down to hope. It, it came down to without Jake. I don't own these big homes. I don't own my, you know, I don't have my company without Jake helping me and guiding me early on. And that's what we talk about. Like, here's like, I tried wrestling when I was 23. Didn't work yeah. out for me. That was in 1979. And then wrestling blew. I, I hurt my knee and I'm going to go back, but I got sidetracked by the booze, the broads and the party. Right. And I never went back. And then WrestleMania explodes i was so mad at myself that i stopped watching wrestling yeah. and then like you know six years later i'm flicking the channels and i see a guy walk out with his bag over his shoulder with swag like for miles <laughs> yeah. and i'm like I'm, I'm gonna watch who is this guy and then i watch him in the ring and i'm like i can't see through his shit like Jake the Snake Roberts was so reality-based. And then when he cut a promo, I'm like, is this guy real? I mean, like, yeah. it's so reality-based. So now I'm in. I'm a fan again, right? And one night I'm in my club. And this is this is going to be the start of my movie that we're already writing right now. That you know, it, I, I come driving into my '62 pink Cadillac. My old man's out there with a whistle and a cocktail in his hand. The road in traffic. I come in, walk through the crowd. The crowd is there's a thousand people in there. It's a Friday night, and I, I work my way through the crowd, buying drinks and shit. And I get finally get through the crowd, get in my office. I go to grab something, 
and I got a camera on the front door and the back door. And I look at the front door camera. This guy's filling up the whole screen. I'm yeah. like, that guy's that guy's huge. And I look in and I'm like, no fucking way. I run out of my freaking office. Not going to go through the club because it's too crowded. I run around the outside of the building. I run in the front door. I go, Judy, did a guy walk in here look like Jake the Snake Roberts? She's like, yeah. Everybody thinks it's him. I, the biggest mark ever. I run in there. I see Jake and I slow down, you know, because it can't <laughs> be Mickey Mark, fanboy yeah. for Jake Roberts. So eventually, you know, I work my way over to him and I'm like, hey, man, you Jake the Snake Roberts? Who wants to know? <laughs> I said, the guy, the guy who runs this place. Yes. What can I do for you? What are we drinking? And me and Jake got shit-faced that night, and it just opened up so many things in my brain of thinking about, which eventually would end up being a Hall of Fame career. But I was 30, 31, at the, no, I was 30 years old at the time. Wow. And within a, within a year later, I was in the AWA as a manager and on ESPN. But Jake... You know, we, he'd come in my club. He told, he would tell all the boys about the club, right? He, yeah. he got a big mark there. Great guy. You know, if you worked Miami one night and Tampa another, that's 300 miles. So the boys would stop in. It, it really opened up my whole life to thinking about and imagining. And you're a visionary. You've envisioned stuff that people don't see and you do it. Oh, that's what I, that's what I do. You know, yeah. I, I see stuff. That no one else sees it. They no. laugh at me, yes. you know, but, you know, I, I, I make it happen because I put the work in, you know, 100%. You, you, you work really, really hard. I, I want to backtrack slightly. So it was funny because you reached out to me. You said, hey, it's been a while. And I started a podcast. I want to come on and talk. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, I love talking to you. And I just happened the day we were texting back and forth. I, I love Shark Tank. Love it. And I've seen almost every episode, but I never officially saw your episode. I've seen clips, obviously, because you've uh, you put them out here and there. But uh, right. I finally saw your whole pitch on on Shark Tank. You've got to walk me through it because it's it's literally uh, probably at this point my favorite show on TV. And and in the end, they did not give you a deal. What dummies! You know, it was so funny because I never went there for a deal. I went there for exposure. And yeah. when they let me know that I was actually going to get to bring Arthur Borman, the yeah. disabled veteran, with me, I was like, okay, the, uh, you made my, my century. Because Arthur's video going viral, that's what put us on the map. And we went, it took eight years for my wrestling career to turn into an overnight success. Right. It also took eight years for DDP Yoga to finally take off. And it was May of 2012. We're coming up to our 10-year anniversary. And on May of 2012, Arthur's video started to go viral. And I didn't even know what that meant back then. And I was leaving LA. I had, you know, I short sold my house. I put everything into this OP. I was $548,000 in before I made a dime. Wow. 
And I was paying Steve and Robert to work for me at the time. And it was just three of us. And Steve said, I'm going to redo that video for you. And I was like, okay, not really thinking about it. And then he calls me up at like, you know, rings my, I had my phone ring on three o'clock in the morning, which is six o'clock to him. He'd been up all night and our video got to Reddit. I don't even know what reddit.com is back then. You know, he goes, we're on the front page. It's wow. going viral. I'm like, okay, great. You know, like, again, I don't know what that means. Then he sends me a text, bro. I am in the TSA line in LA leaving for Nashville to do this charity function I was doing. And on the text, it's a copy of a tweet. And it says, stop what you're doing right now and witness real magic. And it was David Copperfield. Amazing. I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. amazing. And that's when things started to take off. And then I land in Nashville and he sends me another one. And it says, want to see something inspiring? Slow start. Well worth the wait. Tony Robbins. Wow. Yeah, that, man. That, that big head of his. He, he knows. Big, we understand. He knew. He, knew. he might have a rock head, but that guy is pretty smart and inspirational. I'll tell you right there. I got it. Yeah, he uh, is. Let me jump in the Arthur video for the people that don't know. It's one of the most amazing and inspirational videos I've ever seen. And I do search out those type of videos from time to time. You got, like you said, uh, an ex, uh, well, he, he is a vet, excuse me. I was going to say ex military sure. guy, basically can barely, he can barely walk with crutches and he has the crutches with the arm thing, which are even worse. Cause you really need the support by the end of the video. The guy could, lift his one leg over his head while he's standing on the other. And the, and the thing that got me in that video, cause he couldn't walk. Then he gets rid of the crutches. He's doing your program and he's slowly making progress. And then there is a shot and whoever did it, I'm, I'm assuming it was uh, maybe Steve, how he did it. All of a sudden you guys are in a park and you see this little dot coming toward the camera and it's Arthur running full speed. I'm telling you, I, I have no problem <laughs> admitting this. I start bawling, bro. Uh, I'm like, holy uh, crap, anything is possible. It was really amazing. Amazing video. And, you know, just another one of those, what's possible? Because so many people, as they get older, they lose purpose. Yeah. Like, you will have a podcast forever. You know, it's just a, you'll just be con you'll be connected with people your whole life. It's just something that you'll do because you, you're not how would you gonna quit? No, you're gonna keep going, keep why? moving forward, re reinvent yourself. Why would you why would you say that? I don't want to be doing this forever. Yes, you will. <laughs> you're always gonna be doing something that's worthy of people's attention. And that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. You know? I'll always do something that makes me happy to be completely uh, honest with you. My dad was very uh, inspirational. He was a positive thinker and he was, he's wow. the guy that I credit for my success. He put me down this road when I was like eight years old, he put me on a program called born to be great. And, and the people around me are like, what is this garbage? And they didn't want to read wow. it or nothing. And, and I picked it up and I, and the, the lesson I learned uh, when I was eight years old and I never forgot it, no matter how famous somebody is, 
they got the same shit me and you have. That's it. Absolutely. They, shit, they shit in the morning. They got their own problems. They got their own yep. maybe uh, addictions they're working on. There, there's nothing special to these people. But the one thing is that they worked really, really hard at something they believed in. And, and I never forgot that lesson from my dad. So he also taught me, he said, uh, Greg, find something you really, really enjoy doing and like doing, doing because you're going to do it for a long time. And that sunk in too. And, and no offense to anyone that has a, a real job out there, but uh, he he showed me that there was another way. And I and uh, and to this day, that's one of the big lessons I try to teach my kids: find something you love, and then hopefully you could get uh, paid to do that, and then life's easy for you. You'll never Dude, work a day. Uh, in your, you'll never work a day in your life at that point. I mean, a hundred percent. I've been lucky enough to always follow that same thing, find something you love to do and right. figure out how to get somebody to pay you to do it. And if you know, then I put everything into DDP. Uh, I promote everything at DDPY now. It's still DDP right. yoga, the company, but I'm mainly programming it DDPY because I want people to stop calling it just fucking yoga. Cause <laughs> yeah. it's not, you know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and you do it. So you get it. But yeah. the bottom, bottom line is I, you know, I like look at those different things that happen in life. Like let's take rapping for, for, for a second. Like who was the first rapper? Was it Grandmaster Flash? I don't know who it was that cause it, there's been kids on the street corner spitting rhymes forever. And then one guy said, I'm going to make this into an album. Right. I'm going to make this a record. And everybody laughed their ass off at him. Right. I, I, no I one thought it could happen. I think mm. the answer is, uh, oh, check this out. I don't know if you can see this on the beach. I see a truck out there. Look behind it. Oh, my God. It's like skiing on the snow. Yeah. How cool is that? That's funny. <laughs> how cool is that? That's funny. I, I got a stupid life. That's what I see. Um, <laughs> I think the answer, though, is uh, I think it's the Sugar Hill Gang. And the first lyric of the song is hip hop. And that's where the, the Oh, the I remember that. Yeah. But that's where the, the term hip-hop comes from. The first lyric oh, of that wow. song is hip-hop. Wow. And then they decided the genre would be called hip-hop. How about that, wow. Tim? Yeah. That's it. That's a, that's a sweet nugget. Cause I always, I, I tell kids that, yo, who I talk to all the time. I mean, like no one would have thought that rapping could be what it is 30 years later, yeah. 40 years later, you know, right. 30 years later. And, so, I, I, and now it's the mainstream country artist rap. Right. You know, uh, you know, All right. Let me talk about HelloFresh for a second. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. What is HelloFresh? What are you giving me a pop quiz? With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. Let me tell you what HelloFresh is without looking at the script in front of me. Basically, you, you pick some, uh, some menu items... And then next thing you know, they arrive at your house nice and easy on little menu cards with all the ingredients you need to make that particular recipe. Makes it fun and easy to cook in your kitchen. Let me look down and see if I got that right. Nailed it! 
Let me see what else I want to talk about here. Oh, don't forget dessert. Satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal, limited-time goodness like Dunkaroo's cookie dough or Vanilla Delight Cheesecake. And don't forget, HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. And you could save an average, listen up, $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. All right, I need you to check it out for yourself. They're not only a sponsor, I'm a customer. Go to HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. Once again, HelloFresh.com slash OP16. Use the code OP16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. You got to tell the people who surprised your, well, obviously your now wife with a wedding. Who does that? <laughs> well, here's the deal. My, my wife is, is, a, is a super, I, I dated her 10 years, nine years, nine and a half years ago. Yeah. She ran hundred mile races. Wow. She put a backpack on her back and ran a hundred and uh, 70 miles in six and a half days. She, my, my first wife and I split off because she needed someone younger to do all horseback riding and skiing and all that. And, you know, she needed someone to do that with. And, man, I'm still a Ferrari, but I got 997,000 miles <laughs> on me. You know, so I picked my spots. So yeah. I, Paige at that time, and listen to this, Hope. This is, this is, you know, a really amazing story. When I met her, she was telling me, like, she used to be a big honcho on, on Wall Street and do, you know, doing multi-million dollar contracts and stuff. But at 32, she bailed because her mom had gotten cancer the year before, and she was going back and forth to work trying to help her heal. But she got lung cancer, never smoked a day in her life, and she died. Ah, and at some point... Paige was going through her room because her stepdad who raised her, he couldn't even go in the room and he's going to sell the house. He doesn't want to be in the house. So, and a lot of people who go through that understand that. So Paige went there to get the stuff out and she found in a secret drawer, her mom's bucket list. It was to climb Mount Kilimanjaro, climb Mount Fuji, see the seven wonders of the world. So, the more I get to know her, you know, and the sex was insane. So that was really great. But I'm thinking there's no way I'm going to let myself fall in love with this girl because my last wife left me for someone who could do more stuff with her. And she makes Kimberly look like a wallflower. Yeah. You know? So I'm like doing the right thing. And I break up with her and never forgot, never forgot about her though, you know? And then about two and a half years ago, I am on Facebook and up pops this video and she's like, Hey guys, you know, today's a really happy day, but it's kind of sad too. Cause it's the end of my mom's bucket list. She goes today. I'm on the great wall of China wow. spreading the last of her ashes. Wow. So I, I'm like, wow. She not only did what she said she was going to do, she did it at its highest level. The bottom line is, Friggin', I just left her a message saying I'm so proud of you, and you know, I I'll talk to you someday. Hang up. She calls back the next day. We start talking, and what ends up happening? Three months later, 
we met at the hotel where I ended up marrying her. It's called The Dwell. It's a sweet little boutique hotel in, uh, in um, Chattanooga, Tennessee. We're inseparable after that. She ends yeah. up moving. She wasn't moved in yet, but COVID hit and she got trapped. So now we're going to see how much we really do get along yeah. and care about each other. Because we went through all of COVID together and just got tighter and tighter and tighter. And at some point we started talking about getting married. I told her the second day that at some point I was going to marry you. Wow. And I didn't ask her. I told her. Wow. And, uh, and, and it just was like a joke thing. Yeah. But by the second year, she was like, are we ever going to do this? Yeah. I said, yeah, by the end of the, by the end of the year. But that was in, uh, that was in May when I said that to her. So she never knew when it was coming. And so sometime around August, I said, you better start writing your vows because it's going to happen by the end of the year. She was, are you really not going to tell me when I said, do you like planning weddings? You're a woman that doesn't like to shop. Yeah. She doesn't want to go shopping. You know? <laughs> so the wedding thing would have just stressed her out. So my daughter, Brittany and I arranged it and to take page off the the scent of knowing i'd asked her back in august for a list of people she'd want to be invited never said anything more about it yeah so at some point i know we've got it scheduled for december 9th which is our second anniversary together now i only have to remember one anniversary as well <laughs> so second second anniversary and I get a thing from my buddy Ira, yeah, which is a complete work, bro. A complete work, meaning we made it up. Brittany made a invitation to a red and white Christmas party, yeah. and when we get the invitation, she's like, "Oh my god, that's on your anniversary!" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's cool." I go, "Do you want to go?" She's like, "Yeah, absolutely." I've been dying to wear that red dress. I go, "Perfect." Yeah. So. I was, I, I, I had everything set up, but I wasn't excited until I got her in the room because I got people, family members. I took over, there was 16 rooms. I, all my family, I paid for all the rooms, you know, for both sides of the families and, um, rented out the whole downstairs, had my buddy Asa there, Dr. Asa Andrews to marry us. And we get, she thinks we're going to this party. So yeah. we get out of the elevator, we start walking to the door, and there's a woman with a camera there. And she looks to the left, and the meeting room, she saw her brother. And she's like, oh, my God, are, are we doing this? Is this it? I'm like, this is it, baby. So we go, she go, starts crying. She's so happy. All her family's there. My family's there, which love her. And I get on my knees. I ask her to marry me. We come walking to the back. She thinks we're just going to get married. There's a hundred people there. Oh my All God. of her close friends that I've never met that, you know, I called each one of them and said, listen, it's on a Thursday. So if you can't make it, we understand. They're like, we're going to be there. Like yeah. every what I called actually came and uh, it was a magic night man it was a magic night we're going to put a video out about it probably around Valentine's Day so people can actually see the whole thing well, it was pretty amazing I think it's an amazing thing you did for her it's a great story but uh, Fauci wouldn't approve 
Fauci wouldn't approve of that, getting everyone Fuck together. Fauci. With the <laughs> <laughs> that, so, that, that rat bastard. Yeah. That rat bastard. Oh, my God. How does he still have any kind of control? I don't understand. <laughs> People have pretty much had it at this point. No, all kidding aside, that's a that's a great story that you surprised her at the you. wedding. That's amazing. This is this is funny. I got to take this quote. I got to drop yeah. another f bomb here. This is I got to uh, my buddy Chris Jericho. You know, you know who Chris Jericho Mark, is Mark right. He's one of been the biggest star wrestling stars, but he's also a rock star right. yeah, and another podcast star. Uh, let me see your comments. One of my favorite comments came from Jericho. He said, "Congrats, dude." What a great idea. You are a classy mofo. Page and page. Now when somebody says go fuck yourself, you can. best, man. The best. <laughs> All right, listen, man. I've, I've taken up enough of your time. We've talked for an hour. But leave me, Diamond Dallas Page, leave me with one solid wrestling story. One of your best ones. And it better not mm. be one you've told me already. God, let me think. Um, Come on, you got this. You got this. I, I got a million different wrestling stories, but I don't know which ones I've told you, which ones I'm not. <laughs> Did I tell you the Randy Savage story about Ooh. Thanksgiving? Did I tell you no, that story? No, no. Okay. Let's go. Okay, so the feud of the my career doesn't take off until really the end of 96, going into 97. And I did an angle with the NWO that really put me on a rocket. But then Randy Savage, he wants to work with me, which is like, I could never request that. It's Hulk and Randy at that time. They are the two immortal guys, right? So Randy wants to work with me. And we shoot this angle and it is white hot, meaning that we are now the main event everywhere pay-per-views everything and the the night before like i'm i'm my, 1997 was my biggest year and the night before we're in florence south carolina and every night i'm getting my ass kicked by the whole nwo like every single night on yeah. the road and on tv and occasionally i might hit a couple of diamond cutters and sneak through the crowd but normally I'm getting left laying. So we're in the locker room and Arn Anderson walks in and he says, so uh, Randy, what do you want to do tonight? And he's tying up his boots and he looks over Arn and he goes, mm, I think I want to take the diamond cutter. And Arn looks at me like, whoa, like, even though there's no cameras, this is a big deal, like a big deal. And Arn says, well, uh, Diamond, I, I hope you realize how big this could be for your career. I'm like, yeah, kind of. Yeah. So <laughs> we go out there, and Randy and I, you know, we, we tore it down. He beat the hell out of me a lot. Because when me and Randy got together, it was very physical. Very. That's, no, that's why nobody could see through our shit, because it was really snug. So we get to the end of the match. I start to blow a comeback. He stops me and he picks and, uh, and he picks me up and he says, diamond cutter. And I turn in a diamond cutter and the roof blows off. So now 
everybody's freaking the rattling. We're both laying there flat. He's knocked out. I'm exhausted. Laying there, laying there, laying there. Finally, I just lay my arm over top of him. One, two, three. The place erupts. And as loud as it was, I could hear him saying, Will, I guess we know what we're doing for Spring Stampede. Now, this night that this happens is my 41st birthday. The next night is the day after my 41st birthday. And we go to the pay-per-view, and that's the finish. Randy's going to put me over in the middle with my finish. There's no greater honor. It. When I tell you it changed my life, Opie, I can't even put it in the words for how much it really changed my life. In October, we had our final final blow-off match. And now it's Thanksgiving. Oh, every, finally. Now, fucking, it's Thanksgiving. Oh, you want to have some build-up? You want okay. some build-up? Well, so well, we, have, we so, had to get through Groundhog Day and Valentine's Day. Come oh, on, Biatch. <laughs> so we're at Thanksgiving and yeah. everybody's remember beepers. Sure. They weren't, but he had texts on them. And right. a lot of people are texting me. Thanks for helping me get a job. You know, have a great Thanksgiving. And I'm, all these guys are being, I helped like 30 guys get jobs. So the bottom line is I'm thinking who doesn't know I'm grateful. And I'm thinking, man, I'll bet you Randy doesn't know. So I pick up the phone and I call him. Goes to his answer machine. I said, hey, Mach, it's DDP. Listen, man, uh, I, I I know this is kind of corny, but I got a bunch of guys, te- you know, beeping me, you know, thanking me for helping them out, you know, with their career. And, man, you helped me so much. I want you to know it's not lost on me that I'm not living this life without you doing what you did for me. And I just want you to know, dude, I'm super thankful. And I hung up the phone. Happy Thanksgiving. Nice. The next Monday at TV, I'm, I walk in the door. I got my bags. And I see Randy in the distance. And then he sees me. Diamond, <laughs> get over here. I'm like, man, he sounds pissed off. Like, I, I, what, did, what did I do? And he's like, boom, 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 boom. Walking towards me. He gets me, grabs me, and he pulls me in this office. He goes, I got your message the other night. Yeah. I did. And I played it a couple of times. Yeah, I did. And I even called my dad and I played it for him. Yeah. And I said, Dad, Dad, did you ever have one of the boys do something like this for you? And he said, No. He said, I just want you to know it meant a lot. And he gave me this big bear hug, man. Yeah. You know, People don't understand. Thank you. Please. Goes a long you know, way. They go a long way, man. Of and that, that that that's my favorite Randy Savage story. Right the fuck on, man. You're the best Diamond Dallas Page. You know that. We've known each <laughs> other for I would say we've known each other for over 10 years at this point. Yes, we have. We have. <laughs> so uh, so what I guess they go to what ddpy.com for everything yep. uh, that, that yep. you're up to, right? All right. Yep. DDPY.com or DDPYoga.com. They both work. Uh, and again, if you want to really have 
an amazing group of people around you and you yes. really want to do something and to own your life this year, just go to PositivelyUnstoppable.com. Join the damn contest. You know, who knows what could happen? <laughs> See you, Opie. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. <laughs> like my dad said, you find something you love doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why did I ask that question? <laughs> oh, Diamond Dallas Page, you're going to have a great podcast because you, my friend, know how to talk. Uh, Opie, didn't you get put in a sleeper hold by Stevie Richards way back in the day? I sure did. Anthony jumped on the guy's back. Uh, it was scary because I was being a wise ass. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I have no problem admitting that. We were at the, the Boston, the BCN River Rave. Stevie Richards was backstage. I was being a wise ass, and he put me in some kind of sleeper hold. And I swear to God, he fucked up something in my neck. And sometimes my voice gets all sorts of weird. I wonder, because my, my, my neck... And my throat was never the same. And he squeezed so hard. I feel like he might have like did. I don't know. I don't know what you could do to your neck. But uh, he wasn't playing around. It went from it went from me just being a wise ass to him wanting to hurt me. And then he realized there were too many people around, so he had to be kind of cool. But he still uh, had me in quite the hold. And then I remember I remember Anthony jumped on his back to try to get him off. That is a true story. And then other people kind of like calmed him down. And I was like, holy crap. Uh, I couldn't breathe. My face was turning red. It was not good. It was not good. Okay. All right. I'm babbling. I'm going to go now. Um, once again, thanks to Diamond Dallas Page. Thanks to you guys. If you gave me a few stars, I appreciate it especially today because Facebook is running some kind of deal. So every star you gave me, they doubled it. So that's kind of nice. Maybe I made a few uh, bucks today. Maybe not. Um, I don't know how to end this one. I don't know. I, I, I should have end, ended this like five, 10 minutes ago. All I had to do was hit end or end broadcast and I would have ended.